The construction industry is undergoing a huge transformation. Designers and contractors are facing new challenges every day. We are all overloaded with rising material cost, a growing skilled labor gap, increasing project complexities, and countless digital solutions. This podcast focuses on innovation through process analysis, change management, and building a culture of continuous improvement. Together, we will learn from industry leaders on how to improve workflows, increase communication, and build the future. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Welcome to Nika's Innovation Overload Contractor Takeover Edition. My name is Jared Chrisman. I am usually with Sean Lazarian. He is on his way home. Welcome to live. Uh, we are with uh, Jacinda and Josh uh, with Open Space. We're going to be talking about reality capture, like we mentioned yesterday. Uh, but before we get into that, I just wanted to do a really quick update on the booths, you know, what we're kind of seeing, some of the technology we're seeing. If you get an opportunity, you really need to come check out the, the Nika conference. There's a ton of really cool stuff. The show stuff are literally that their show stoppers tons of really good information so all of that being said I'm gonna start with Jacinda why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll move over to Josh and then we'll dive into the technology that really has it's a buzzword at the convention this reality capture how it's used what we do but let's start off with Jacinda tell us a little bit about yourself hey Jared first of all thanks so much for having me on here uh, my name is Jacinda Mathur and I'm with open space uh, based out of San Francisco I've been working Working in the construction city, construction industry at a marketing capacity for a little bit over five years now and have loved every minute. Just really happy to be here. Nika, in my opinion, is one of the absolute best, if not the best, conferences in the industry. And uh, it's my first time here representing Open Space, and it has been phenomenal. If you are ever looking for a way to connect with the electrical contractors, uh, Nika is the absolute place to be. All right. Josh, how about you? Yeah, I'm Josh Berger. I oversee the trades team at Open Space. Been there for almost two years, and I got into construction tech. I got introduced to a company called Level Set a few years ago, and we help trades manage mechanic lien rights to get paid fairly. So I got introduced to the world of subcontractors and suppliers and making sure that they get paid fairly and learning about all the challenges that they have, and technology is really helping them. Just love the playing field and, and make life much easier and so at open space that's what we're focused on doing and it's been great so far well this is excellent excellent and i for for anyone that's listening or watching live i have got one of their helmets on right now with a 360 camera and we're going to be recording part, part of this so that way you can kind of get an idea of what the 360 technology is uh you know you'll be able to click on it spin around zoom in zoom out but i just wanted to get the exposure to the tech this technology is one of those things that's really starting to change the industry, right? Um, There's, we're going to go through the amount of uses and y'all have tons of them, I know, but where the rubber hits the road in construction and construction technology specifically is is really the the, the the tracking of the process, right? The tracking of the job. What what did it look like last week? What's it gonna, you know, what did it look like two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Okay, you've got the walls covered up. Yeah. What was that end wall? What did that end wall look like, you know? And and these are some of those things. And, and with the technology and the requirements nowadays, mm-hmm. you're only, you're also gonna be able to see the circuiting information, you know, on some of that, the, the equipment that's in the wall now. And then of course, 
the incorporation of the BIM. So there's a ton of cool stuff on this. I'm gonna take off this hat here in a second because it's like it's it's very uncomfortable, but this is already a hot room. Yeah. And it's like it's all, it's really warm in the in the hat. Yeah. So let's start off with open space. Okay. Tell us kind of how did you guys get to the reality capture and what made you focus on construction? There's a ton of uses for this the 360 cameras, right? You see it in uh, promotional videos. You see it in you know commercials for uh, houses and cars and you know all this stuff. But why construction? Construction is not really known for technology. Yeah, well, our founders knew that photography was a huge part of what was needed in construction in order to prove delays and just there are a million uses for photo photographs, right? Um, they say you know a photograph is worth a, a thousand words, and uh, the challenge was finding a way to make that easier. And so that's kind of where things started. And there was a yeah. story where they created the technology, and the person they were working with said, you know, this is great, but it takes too long to do. And so they just kept working at it and now have the absolute fastest and easiest 360 reality capture technology on the market. And that's really cool. You know, and, and again, the technology is so like, you know, I personally have used this to walk a job site and how it can track you, you know, in the PDF world. And, and you know, you're you're and, and the first thing that's funny because I'm all about multi tools. Right. So if you have an item and you can find multiple uses for this item, right? It becomes more valuable to your to your process. So with that being said, you know, yes, there's the easy low-hanging fruit. The like we we're just talking about, the tracking of material, you know, the the, the tracking of the installation. But then, you know, and, and the instantly people thought, oh, we'll just let the intern carry it. We'll put the put it on the intern, job site training, safety training, all this at the same time as he's walking down. Yeah. But what when I was walking the job site, what I had found is that there's uses if you put it in the right hands, they become a QAQC process. You, we were able to find conduit that was uh, installed. Um, it was installed and ready to go. Everything was up to code. Yeah. Walk back a week later and there are now fire lines underneath yeah. the instruction box so that you, you didn't have access to it. So now it's not meeting electrical code. So they were able to mark it, flag it, send it off to the shop. But if you put it in the right hands, it becomes a QAQC. Mm -hmm. Same thing. There was all thread sticking out. You're walking by. It's head, head height. Yeah. They marked it. They flag it. So there's like all these different uses that come along with the standard uses. And that's just, it, to me and with technology, it's just fascinating. Yeah. So with all of this being said, and we're talking this technology, what would you say, Josh, mm -hmm. is your favorite part of the of the tech itself? You know, like all of these things, I'm no, I'm just scratching the surface. What about mm -hmm. for you? What is kind of the cool stuff that this thing does? I think the coolest thing is the ease of use. I think there's a big challenge, and we were we were talking about this with some of the groups yesterday at Electri. Was we put this technology in some of the guys' hands in the field, and it's it's hard to adopt. And there's a challenge to it, and how easy this tool is really excites me because they can get excited about it because it's it's simple, it's scalable, and it's really it's really driving that value because of how easy it is to really bring on. And that I think what excites me the most because it really is such a simple piece of technology that just really really helps. What was the when someone said uh, would they compare it to Uber or something? Yeah, it's like ordering an Uber. Yeah. So one, that's, one, that's what a lot of our customers say. Us. They say if you can if you can order an Uber, you can use <laughs> Open Space. 
and I'll tell you from personal experience, it, it literally, you know, you yeah. have your iPad and you have your <laughs> connection. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. it really is that easy. All right, so so Jacinda, what about you? What is one of the things if you were to if you were to spotlight, you know, one cool piece about this tech, what would you say? One cool piece about this tech. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Well, for me, I have a background in nonprofit, so I really I, I truly love helping people. And one of the things I, I love about this tech is that how widely adopted it is. Uh, you know, regardless of who, you know, what company it is that's putting it out there, um, worldwide people are finding 360 photography is a really easy and extremely useful and helpful way to uh, support them on the job sites, not just help them um, win more estimates, even when they're not the lowest bidder, but, you know, save money, make money. It's To me, that's helping people. That's truly raising um, or, you know, lifting the industry as a whole to a place where they can be more, uh, not just efficient, but profitable. And you and I were talking uh, last night at, at one of the, the receptions, and we were talking about the importance of, of this tech in the hands of the students, right? Getting them exposed exactly. to it at, at yeah. the level before they come in. And, and, you know, I think that that is something that is overlooked across the board. When people are developing new technology or hardware or software, they're saying, you know what, let's look at the contractor, right? And that's, that's true. You know, let's look at the contractor. But you know what? Think about those students that are coming out of the high school, out of the out of college even, and that are already experienced with tech, having to find get their hands on this yeah. new tech. Cool tech gets them excited. It does. Yeah. It really does. And it's like you know, back in my day, you know, the cool tech was a mechanical pencil, mm-hmm. and wearing a Polaroid on your head just didn't quite fit the bill. You know, mechanical so, pencils were so cool when they. Yeah. <laughs> that was like that was you want to talk about innovation, man. That was like innovation. Yeah. But you know, getting it in the hands of the students, I think, is really cool. And 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 with with Electri, you know, that's what we're focused on also is getting that information out to the to the to the the, the masses being everybody you know not just the electricians but we're talking the students and get them exposed to this so that way when they do come into the workforce yep. they're already a little a little more prepared yeah so moving on to some of the uh, outside of the box so we talked about your favorite tech you know your favorite pieces of this yeah. okay so now let's say okay this is your standard and I'm gonna put you on the spot and if you want to hit me you know with a bottle of water whatever but <laughs> Outside of the box, okay. thinking outside of the box, right? Sure. Give me an example that you think this could actually, that you could use this camera for. Um, you know, we talked about quality control. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the actual collection of stuff. So these are all things that, you know, what about something that maybe is like someone could be, you know, kind of excited to hear something new, you know, something that's thought invoking. Well, I think one of the things Open Space is really looking into is is teaching our AI to learn materials. And, and we're, we're building that out right now and that's that's automated production tracking and what excites me the most is if I talk with any of the electrical companies here and, and we kind of touch on that a bit the one word they use is that will revolutionize the way we do business and that to me is the most exciting in the direction I think a lot of reality capture companies are trying to take this and so I think we'll start to see that over the next couple years five ten years and really teach AI to understand the materials so we could automate uh, that very strenuous stressful process of, of production uh, tracking and labor tracking. That awesome. Um, That's great. Yeah. Just end up. Uh, you asked for one. I'm sorry. I thought of three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Good. So, like, just cool, futuristic, you know, crazy stuff. You know, I just think it would be so, so cool to be able to 
put on something like a HoloLens or something and just futuristic, be able to walk through the, you know, an open space, something that you can, I know there's a lot of technologies going there now, but something that you can capture as quickly and easily as an open space and then 20 minutes later be walking through it like a video game. Yeah. And then another, um, another thing I think would be really, really, really helpful and cool is if it can also start to uh, do clash detection with your BIM or something, you know, and just really, you know, 20 minutes later, it's telling you this isn't supposed to be here. And um, I knew I was going to forget one of them. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> the, the live clash detection, that's pretty cool. You know, could you imagine walking around and, and incorporating your model into the existing structure, but being able to say, see it highlight at mm-hmm. certain points along the line. Hey, yeah. there's a clash here. Hey, you, there's a clash here. So, you know, that's that's pretty, that's me coming from the BIM to VDC side. I'm like, man, that's, you know, you'd be able to yeah. walk the job side and see live clashes. Yeah. So oh, data. That was the third one. Oh. Data. I mean, there is an enormous amount of data being collected with all of these images. And I think that's something that, um, you you know, you guys, the contractor world would, you know, help us figure out is the meaning, the usefulness of this massive amount of data that's being, uh, you know, collected for them and that you own. And see, that's what I, you know, really love about, uh, you know, working right now with, with this new technology is the fact that you guys are coming in and you're saying, hey, Mr. Contractor, I'm here to listen. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear the troubles, the problems you're having, yep. and I want to solve those. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, is just, you know, invaluable to the contractors because especially electrical, yeah. they feel like, you know, they don't get hurt. You know, it's, it feels, the electrical contractor in general feels like, you know, that when they, when they talk or when they, you know, bring up good ideas or, you know, they're talking to the hardwares and the softwares, the electrical is not known for the mm-hmm. technology. And then that's one of the things that we're yeah. really at Electri working on trying to fix. Yeah, it's right? interesting you say that. So one of one of our guys actually went out to Washington and he went to go visit. It was one of the top 10 largest electrical companies in the nation. He was like, I want to thank you for coming out because every week I see somebody go to that GC's trailer and that GC's. No one actually comes here and we do some of the largest projects in the United States. You're one of the first people to actually come out here and like shake my hand and learn about the challenges that we have. And it goes to show like there's a lot of incredibly intelligent people and smart people in this space with incredible ideas and it's it's companies like Open Space that are really trying to understand and listen to them to drive and build on the value that uh, they're providing us. I mean, they're, the insights they're providing us have been incredible. It's good, good stuff. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna put both of y'all, because I love doing this, right? So I'm going to put you guys on the spot. But, so, uh, reality capture. Mm-hmm. We've talked about reality capture. I, I you know, I think that um, if we want to um, dive in more into the reality capture aspect, mm-hmm. um, re- there's we're doing research right now okay. um, through reality capture as a technology um, through the Arizona State University and through Electri. We're going to have some white papers and research comes out there. So let's take a step back from reality capture. So you guys, uh, is there anything really cool that you have seen here on the showroom floor that you think is cool? So your personal opinion of all this stuff that we've seen, what is something that stands out? I'm pretty sure I saw a spot, the robot. Is that that his name? (laughs) The Boston Dynamics? Yep. Yeah. I I think that stuff is pretty cool. I I think uh, 
one of the challenges we hear all the time is labor shortage. And I, I think uh, having the ability to automate a lot of maybe the, the, the easier task in the field, uh, such as in the future, sticking the camera on spot, the robot, instead of a, a human being, could really help drive value for a company. And, and these tech companies working together to do stuff like that, I think, could really bring the electrical space to a, the next level. Absolutely. I've seen, uh, I've seen two, I think, up-and-coming techs that I think have a lot of potential. One is um, this company Kojo. I yeah. think uh, I think it's materials tracking, and uh, from what I saw from them, that looks it looks solid. It looks really promising. And another one that stood out to me was uh, company uh, Rivet. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to visit them, but um, they've got uh, I think it's a labor labor type tracking, and that's that's another. It stood out to me because that's another uh, pain point that I hear when I'm listening to podcasts and you know listening to sessions at conferences and things. And so seeing that, um, seeing people really uh, you know come forward and try to solve some of the biggest pain points in the industry, um, just try to you know like we said earlier, uh, lift everybody as a whole. You know, one of one of I have a question for you. Actually, Jared. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, one of uh, one of the things we're trying to do, but and I think a lot of um, you know software companies are trying to do this, but it, it's hard to create a safe space for it. We want contractors to come to us and tell us, uh, give us the feedback, tell us what it is that they need, because we know our side, we know how to build the tech, but we don't know what's actually going on in the field, and we don't know. Um, we want people to talk to us. We have a community that we've created. It is a safe space where our customers or anybody, actually, you don't have to be a customer, can log into the, um, in this case, the open space community and talk with other contractors and also talk directly with our product team, you know, outside of, not to our sales team Mm -hmm. and not to our product team representative, to our product team, but outside of that, how, in your opinion, is a good way for contractors to really know and want to give us that feedback or, or do you think there's a, a blocker there or you, do they feel like it's not safe or like what's a, what's a good way for them to feel comfortable coming to us and telling us what they need? I think and coming from the contractor side, I was always reluctant to you know post on forums, right? Um, I, I would get on there and I'd, I'd have this whole thing typed out on the little mm-hmm. message and then instead of hitting enter, I would hit backspace, <laughs> right? Because it just uh, yeah. it made it good. It felt like someone was listening to me if I typed it out. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is there's no such thing as a dumb question, right? If anyone can get on there and anyone can talk to your product team, uh, one thing that I have learned is that some of the questions that I had, if I would have asked them, Mm -hmm. it would have been a good question, but I never asked them, so no one ever knew. I would say don't be afraid. If if, if there's a a suggestion, if you're using this, or heck, if you've seen it and you haven't even used it yet and you've seen it and you have an idea that comes into your head, reach out. Say, hey, what about this? You know, innovation, what I've learned about technology in general innovation comes from weird places right yeah you could have innovation come from an expert mm-hmm. right you could also have innovation who comes from someone who knows absolutely nothing about yeah. the industry because they don't know what not to ask they That's don't true. they don't know oh I shouldn't ask that they're just gonna ask it and and some of those questions haven't been asked because people have thought no that's not gonna work automatically you know the yeah. experts say ah, that's not gonna work yeah so someone asks a question and they're like wait a minute I, I never thought of that that's actually yeah. a good the question. more wild the idea the better that's right yeah. that's right and then <laughs> let it out yeah, yeah. let yeah. us know 
There so. is no such thing as a as a yeah. as a bad question. So I would say absolutely, if you have a question, don't be afraid to ask mm. through email, through forum, however, and that goes across the board for everybody, right? If if, if you're working for a contractor and you're an intern, yeah. ask the question. What's the worst start, that can happen? Starts a conversation. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and and you know nine times out of ten. It's going to be a good question, and they're yeah. going to be like, hey, this person is invested in, in not yeah. only themselves, not only the company, but the industry. And then I think nowadays, allowing people to just touch it, play with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you point. know, like like you know, the trade show is a great example of it. Yeah, it's cool to look at it, but find a way to get it turned on, use the iPad, get people to actually walk around yeah. with it, feel what it looks like, you know, feel what it feels like, you know, mm-hmm. but actually let them, uh, you know, get their hands on and use it in a real, you know, real life scenario. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, again, that's getting them exposed to it and that's making them realize, hey, this is not some scary monster of technology. You no. know, this isn't a Darth Vader helmet. It's just a hard hat with the camera. All you do is you walk around. There's yeah. nothing scary about it. Done. Yeah. We'll do that. Realize Absolutely. how easy that's excellent. it is. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Answer and, uh, and suggestion. Absolutely. We're going to, if that'll yeah. help, we'll do it. Excellent. Excellent. So um, I want to go ahead and we've talked about some of the tech and and I probably should have done this at the beginning but why don't you tell me because I you know so I've been hanging out with you guys during this convention yep and, and I'm gonna start with Jacinda because uh, she from Louisiana <laughs> spent time in Louisiana I'll say that spent time in Louisiana moved to San Diego and then introduced crawfish boils <laughs> in San Diego which I, I, I know Californians I am mm-hmm. not sure what they would think of something that looks like a like a crawdad you know <laughs> on a plate but tell us you know some of these funny stories so how did that come about oh my gosh I you know I saw that smile on your face when you I didn't know what you were about to ask but <laughs> I knew it was gonna be it was gonna be good I am from Louisiana uh, born and raised small town uh, you know my my dad was a commercial fisherman he was a craw fisherman and uh, I've been in San Diego for 21 years though and I didn't even know this until I moved out there but San Diego has the largest LSU alumni uh, chapter in the world and uh, not by members but by the amount of money that we raise every year um, and I've been on the board for uh, you know four years and we 31 years ago with about 10 people they started this crawfish boil in San Diego and it has then since grown to 5,000 people at a sold out maximum amount that will be allowed on the field <laughs> and amazing. it's 25,000 pounds of crawfish that get trucked in on you know and corn and potatoes that all get trucked in all the way from Louisiana live and it's not your typical you know festival that you go to where it's all the same booths on the side and you know everybody's walking around and you know this is like a backyard crawfish boil but enormous everybody has tables they bring their pop-up tents they decorate them and we have a parade and it's just amazing food three bands it's uh you gotta come it's great it's every spring <laughs> san diego hit that me up is, i'll tell y'all about it <laughs> that is you know it's like i was i was thinking about those thinking how in the heck do you do, you do that and, and I, the, the logistics of, of transporting that kind of crawfish oh you should Why? see it you should see the whole like cooking process and the the it is it's really cool to see i I mean it's it's awesome really cool to see that is really cool all right so josh why don't you tell us something uh, that's hard i've been doing you know some kind of cool stuff that's hard to talk but yeah tell me what you something cool (laughs) that you know i know you're 
from, you're local. You're yeah. from Here Austin. In Austin. Mm-hmm. So you, I don't even, I don't think you get to stay in a hotel in this convention, huh? You didn't make you commute? No, I actually did stay in a hotel. Nice. Make it easy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a win. When not? you're a local yeah. and you why get not? to stay. Just right down the street. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually on the outskirts of town, so uh, it's easier to come down here and just be in the mix of everything. So tell us something, you know, like I said, away from the work. Tell us something that's, you know, cool about you, something that, you know, yeah. something interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I, something interesting. One thing I really enjoy about Austin, is, and, and when anybody comes into town, they have an incredible amount of uh, really cool, like, outdoor experiences, like hiking trails, creeks. Um, and one of the cool things is the Greenbelt right over here is, like, a great space that a lot of people will go to and hang out. Uh, when we do get rain, it's, it's an area that fills up with, I've seen hundreds of people there. And it's just an awesome, like, outdoor experience that is that I enjoy hanging out and, and connecting with people. And you, you you left out Lake Travis. That's like Lake one Travis, of my favorite about places this. in the world. We were saying world. if we had to choose between Hawaii love, or Lake Travis. Yeah. Oh, Lake Travis Lake any Travis day. Over, uh, over going to Hawaii. But, yeah. Now, I just enjoy, you know, hanging out with friends, um, eating good food, barbecue, tacos, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just the normal Austin stuff. Well, it's Crazy. funny because um, Austin's one of those places that, like, it's very concentrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the middle of town, you got so much construction. Literally, I had a dinner that was 30 minutes away. Yeah. From the hotel downtown. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes. We were sitting on the top of a hill mm-hmm. looking over a lake. Yeah. Sunset oh. coming down. The way. You know, um, no, it was uh, Steiner Ranch. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and the sunset going down. And, I, and I'm, I'm from San Antonio, right north mm-hmm. of San Antonio. I just don't spend a lot of time in Austin. And I thought, how cool is that, that that Austin is one of those places where you can be in a just absolute hyper, like, active environment yeah. downtown. Yeah. But in 30 minutes, 30-minute drive, yeah. you're sitting on the side of a lake, having a nice cold drink, probably yeah. with an umbrella in it, yeah. you know, watching the sunset go down, watching the wildlife, yeah. you're in the trees. And it's just one of those towns that, you know, um, is, is really overlooked for its diversity, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, you literally can... And go 30 minutes in any direction and you're yeah. changing well we'll say an hour an hour in any direction mm-hmm. and you're going like heading towards the coast you're yeah. like you know heading towards the plains you know and it's just really it's a it's a it's it's an amazing city it really, really is and beautiful yeah it's uh yeah we'll we'll be here for a while we my wife and i love it and it's uh really is a cool city and it's changing so so fast and it's exciting to be in construction tech because we get to be a part of that and yes. that's the exciting part you know i'm sitting in this hotel because we moved out of town we got away from this mess down here but i'm sitting there in the hotel and i see like 10 cranes within less than a mile from yeah. me and it's it's exciting it's cool it really is i was staying uh you know in the, one of the upper floors of a of the hotel here and i'm sitting there and i'm looking down mm. at all the cranes around there yeah and, and on the ground you don't realize the amount of construction yeah. that's happening and the amount and and for those who don't know about austin austin is really becoming silicon valley of texas mm-hmm. right the the people the companies that are coming in the samsung's the yeah. uh the Teslas, you know, yeah. the Googles, the Facebooks, all these data centers. It is literally becoming a high-tech town. Yeah. So being involved in construction mm-hmm. with high technology, right, the latest technology in construction, plus you put it in an environment where you've got technology companies that are coming in, it's like a perfect yeah. mix yeah. of really cool stuff. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm really like is. you. I'm excited to be a part of it, and I'm, I know that you guys are elbows deep, mm-hmm. you know, in this technology. So I'm excited that you guys are here with us. So I'm excited that you got to visit with me. 